claimed to be a Christian. There was absolutely nothing in his life to show for it. He lived a thoroughly non-Christian life. So I figured, as we walked through the mall, I figured, why would he even want to give anything back to God? Or why would he find it important to give something back to God? And this giving back to God, his sacrifice of 50 cents, which he had a lot more money than that, was a random act of worship. Just sort of randomly, at least in his own mind. Random action. 50 cents, did it, gave back to God. Unfortunately, I think this kind of thinking is what many think when they think of the category of giving back to God, or what it means to live a life that is pleasing to God. And maybe you're like me during the, during the season of Lent, I mean, I had friends who wanted to give up meat for God. Never mind that they were living their lives doing whatever the heck they wanted. Never mind the fornication, the drug dealing, the fighting. They're going to give up meat for God. Some of my other friends and acquaintances were, acquaintances were more moral than the group that I just mentioned. They gave a couple hours on a Sunday morning to God. They knew that the Bible somewhere encourages this thing of church attendance, but that's all
the creator in his omnipotence. I'm not talking about God being a loving God in steadfast love. It speaks about that, that in his own righteousness, he's a perfect and just ruler who will one day judge those who sin against the Bible says clearly that we all have sinned against God. In his authority, he alone is king. Once again, Romans is very clear. It says that, that we all have turned away from God. We have sinned against our one and only Savior. This is Romans 3. Neither to us, who might be truly given rest, do we continue doing whatever we want. We lived according to our own rule, and in so doing, we, as D.A. Carson likes to say, we aimed at the de-godding of God. We sought to topple over his throne and put up our own throne there. Christopher 
finding his own terms to success for our salvation. And so if we find ourselves lazy or cold-hearted, right, our verse calls us to sit anew, afresh in the mercies of God again. When you go to the fact that you are the one who desperately needs the mercies of God because of what you had done to him in your sin, then all of a sudden, knowing that he says, you are clean. You're clean without even applying it. It's not like God holds a, a knife and says he's angry with us towards our throats. And therefore, we pleasure him ourselves. No, he grants us this very living son out of love, grace, and mercy. And so we therefore offer up our bodies as living sacrifices to God. Then you will know that Christ is enough. God's eternal promises are enough. God's sending his son is enough. God's perfect righteousness, his active righteousness is enough. The son's crucifixion is enough. Him bearing the wrath that I deserve is enough. Him laying in the ground and then God exercising resurrection power for you is enough. And then God saving you when you were so lost in darkness, dead in your sins and transgression, and then bringing you God giving you constant and eternal access to the throne room of his grace where Christ intercedes for you now and then promises to bring you home to glory one day is enough. And so he charges us that nothing will separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. That's a man, Paul, who knows that Christ is enough. Friends, it's not only enough, Understand and agree with what God wants of us with a view to putting it into practice. 
Also, something to clarify here from these chapters, from these verses, we know that there is no such thing as the 
agenda are we hearing about in the book of Proverbs? Worldly wisdom. What is the agenda? It is to call and call and call and call. So thinking back to 
situations that we find ourselves in, the temptations that we experience, right? As the world calls out to us, we can now, with the very Spirit of God and with the Word of God, the Word of God and the Spirit of God at prayer, that's what drives our renewal of mind. Okay, let's just say that. The Word of God and the Spirit of God drives our renewal of mind. So as we go in that mall entrance, right, we have the very Spirit of God living in us. The more we understand the Word and seek to apply it, well, the more we're going to be renewed in life. The more we're going to navigate these life situations, these faith life Christians, to bring life into darkness. By applying ourselves to the Word and the Spirit, we learn to just, as many people have said, to think God's thoughts about those things. And so ask the ways that bring Him the kingdom and glory. So take pornography. Take pornography. With the Spirit, Wondering why you have not been 
Yeah. 